looking for a podcast about sports and current events that's worth a damn? Well, you're in the right place. This is On The Clock Radio. Funny as hell. And they love to argue. Let's do the damn thing. You're listening to On The Clock Radio with Raul Lezcano. Raul Lezcano. Reggie Edwards. Reggie Edwards. And Tyrone Benson. And Tyrone Benson. What's going on on the clock, fans? It is officially August 1st, and that makes it 37 days to the greatest sport being conducted until we are at NFL kickoff. And speaking of NFL kickoff, we got Aaron Rodgers taking shots back at Sean Payton. It's a beautiful thing to see coaches and players beefing. I don't know why, but it shows excitement. I can't wait for this season, despite these stupid-ass rules the NFL did. But we got quarterbacks talking about. We got Bucks quarterbacks talking about. Which one gets to start? Trask or your boy Baker? George is on the show, man. He can't wait to talk about it. My boys from the Bay, they're out chasing the bag, so it's just me and George tonight. But we got a whole bunch of stuff to talk about, man. It's a whole bunch of things that we need to discuss. Terrence Crawford dominating over Errol Spence. And we also need to talk about youth football. Should you take away the 14-year-old division in youth football make these kids play high school? I know George. I'm looking at George's face, and I'm telling you right now. <laughs> oh, man, it's going to be a controversy if this gets out of town. But let's go, man. It's that time. It's your boy from the Bay. Let's get ready to go, man. George Martinez, how are you doing, sir? Another rendition of a On The Clock Radio. And that was a little Jay-Z with Swiss Beats. How'd you like that? That was a little touch. I loved it. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. It's good. good selection. Yeah, not Very bad funny. on a Tuesday, man. You know, you need, people need to wake up on Tuesday. Monday's dreading. Yeah. Tuesday's got to get ready for Wednesday. It's one day closer to a Friday. So it's not too bad. Tuesday is probably almost a little tougher than Mondays, I would say, sometimes. Because you get past Monday, you're like, fuck, it's Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. You're not even halfway. You're like, yeah. ah. I know it, man. I know it. And Tuesday, I know it's going to sound stupid to say this. Tuesday is usually my roughest day to choose what the fuck I'm going to have for lunch. I don't know why. <laughs> I got a good idea on Monday. Definitely no Wednesday and Thursday. And Friday, I don't care. Tuesday is the only day I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to eat today. Because the traditional is what? Taco Tuesday. That's it. It's like a fucking taco. Tuesday. <laughs> so it's been good, man. How's the family? Everybody good? Listen, man, I can speak for a lot of parents out there. We are glad to see the month of August. You, that's exactly what I was going to say. We are ecstatic because that means no matter what county you are in, no matter what state you're listening to this podcast from, yes. you know August is kids go back to school. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And that's when the, the Tico bills, well, fuck, not now. Yeah, but yeah. Tico, Duke, Jesus. Energy, all those bills go down. They should Water go down. goes down. They should go down because I got a kick in the balls from Tico the other day. Tico, Tico, you like, did. well, yeah, you're, you're, you're doing fine over there, but Tico kicked us in the balls over here, man. I looked at my, it's the first time I ever looked at my computer and my laptop and just fucking slammed it shut when I saw the bill. I was like, you, who, whose bill is this? Who are they? they ain't charging me. Oh, man. Yeah, man, it was it was pretty expensive, but you're right. The, the the bill goes down a little bit. Groceries last a little bit longer. 
They should be fed at fucking school now, so you don't have to take all <laughs> exactly your juice all day. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, it it. I know every mom, dad, I know they're fun. and grandma, grandparents. They they can't wait. They can't wait to have now, that. Going. The only downside about August also means traffic will be back soon. Yeah. Rush hour traffic in the morning. Summer is over, but I I would almost trade it, trade it off for the kids going back. Yeah, to yeah. school. I would too, man. I'm not gonna lie to you. I, I usually take the first two. I don't know how you do it or other parents. I take the first two days off. I'm going to yeah, make sure everybody thing. gets their own time. I'm going to get full rest. Like I have no fucking <laughs> issues these first two days. That way I'm not frustrated in traffic, man. Oh, yeah. That no, first, especially the first two days, buses, late, uh, you know, this and the other. It's always hectic. Oh, my God. And then it's always that parent, it's, and it happens every year, it's always the parent that didn't teach their kids how to go back to bed in time. Yes. So they get up super fucking late and then they're rushing and you're mad at me because you woke up late. <laughs> exactly. You know what like, what the fuck did I do? But yeah, it, it, school's back, man. August is here. Sports is back. I mean, there's there's so much going on. I saw, um, we'll start in youth football era. I, I brought it in a little bit earlier when I introduced the show, but I saw a little post, man. Somebody screenshot and sent it to me and was asking my my opinion about it. And, you know, I sat there and thought about it for a little while, and the question is, should youth football have a 14U division? Should it have that kind of age group, or should it be 13 years old, and then you cut it off and let the remainder of the kids go to high school? Now, for me, I'm, I'm um, you know, I'm in between a little bit, not much, but a little bit. Um, but if it would help in Hillsborough County with the fucking, with the kids not having a JV. Kids don't really, schools don't have that JV like they kind of used to, I guess you would say. Um, a lot of people told me we had 14U plus everybody had JVs. Well, everybody's wrapping it up nowadays. I don't know what to tell you. Like, I, there's not enough kids out there <laughs> that want to play football anymore to 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 have that no more. So I don't know. I don't know what's the best deal, what's the best part of it. I don't know. I know there's some teams out there that you've seen that they, <laughs> without calling anybody out, there's some teams out there that have kids that play on high school teams, JV, and then they come down and kick the shit out of Little League kids yeah. on a Saturday. And it's that, like, that, that's that I don't agree with. Yeah, yeah. That I don't agree with. If you if you are practicing with a high school team, you should, by all means, be on a high school roster only. Yeah, and but I mean, do you, if you're enrolled in high school, should you be playing Little League anyway? So, I struggle with this partially. So, I mean, I'll tell a little story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I coached some 14 year olds. I had probably about six, seven of them um, that played on my little league team that probably could have, should have played high school ball to, to be quite frank and, and, and honest with you. It's very nice of you that in our old age, we've become humble. We've become very humble for, it's very nice of you to say I had a little, a little football 14 U team. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Them fucking kids were driving to the game. <laughs> motherfuckers had beers and shit and the mortgages. Them motherfuckers, there was grown ass men. They should have been playing on fucking uh, uh, some kind of JUCO team. Jesus Christ, you kicked everybody's but, ass around here, man. But I think you know, I think each organization is a little different. I mean, I get it. You got to do the rule as a whole. And I'm a little biased with yeah. my next comment, as you say, being humble. Right. But I think they're big. They're getting better coaching at our little league organization than they would have on a varsity squad on your on the, the on my, and I was thinking for myself personally. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Okay. And I was going to be a little biased. Yeah. Uh, but I felt they were getting better coaching 
But see, on that, your coaching staff, your coaching staff was you, Brian Hollister. You had Zach on that um, staff. You had uh, Pete uh, um, was Williams. William. We had Henry Oladokun. I mean, we had you some had dudes. you had yeah, but you, right. That's what I'm saying. You had guys that knew the game of football, and they coached those young men. Like I said, you know, I make the joke about they were driving the game. They weren't really, but Jesus, they were they were grown men that understood the game, processed information. That you can tell these little bastards watch film all the time because you know watching the game they're calling out their plays and shit. And the coaches are pretty much just you know let me make sure he gets in the game. Oh hey we missed a tackle or hey you know it, and that's if you miss a tackle. But um, that's a rare that's a rare coaching staff is what I'm gonna say. It is, and, and I do agree with you. But on the other side of it too, I'm also having coach high school that you know we both have. Yeah, I don't know that JV coaching staffs today Mm -hmm. are built to prepare kids adequately to the next level. And let's call it what it is. If a kid has any sheer form of talent in the past, it was freshman year. You play JV no matter what junior year, sophomore year, maybe you split time, right? Got called up. Junior, senior year, you played out there. If you were a freak athlete, let's call him the staging age of the world, right? You were just on varsity from the get-go. Right. But the way kids are today, the way the transfer portal works in Tampa specifically, it's Tampa, Bradenton, surrounding counties, these kids are all going to varsity no matter what. No matter what. So now you got a kid who has a little bit of talent, but he'll sit on the bench, not even play at all. Right. Right. So now... I don't know. From you as a parent. So let me ask you now. I'm going to put you in a parent shoes perspective. Right. Because right, you have one in high school. Now, right. you chose to go the high school route from the jump as a yeah. freshman. Yeah. Right. But he's also on varsity from the jump. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Had your son been put on JV, what would he have done? So if Considering he kept- that you know that J- JV coach didn't necessarily know what he was doing, wasn't necessarily a tight ship, but you did know that the 14 you coach you had a relationship with, yeah. and you know, you know what? If he's six and over a year, he's going to play a lot. He's going to learn the game. He'll be better equipped for that sophomore year. What yeah. do you do? Do you let him go through the loans having a bad coach and wasting a year potentially? Or do you let him play, get coached up, and and, and, and take that risk? Well, see, for me, I, and good question. Great question because there's, there's a lot of parents that struggle with that. For me, man, I, you know, it's about doing your research. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to stick him with something some JV coach that doesn't know what he's doing. You know what I'm saying? So name me name me five JV coaches you would take him to. I have no That's the problem. I don't know any JV coaches. But I don't know any youth football coaches either. I, I mean, I know the trash ones. I can name them for you if you like. Well, well, well okay. Have, I, we I won't do that. Yeah, 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 we won't. But, you, I mean, but they know who say, they are. I will say, if, if, if I had, and this is not a paid advertisement. Okay. If I had a Jordan, for example, mm-hmm. you know, rewind a couple of years when he was going to be a freshman, and Ellis was still at Wharton right at the time. I take him to Ellis. Uh, you know, I, I, I forgot Ellis. I forgot I think Ellis, Ellis yeah. is a good dude. Yeah, yeah. For, from, from a dude perspective, I think he's a good dude. Yeah. And from a coaching perspective, I think he's he's a good coach. They can okay. get prepared to continue to go. That's okay. what I, I, I can give Jamie coaches. Yeah. That's that's probably the only one I got for. And, and that's what I don't know. But I but I would have to again do the research. Now I agree with you're saying. You you don't know where to go as far as okay, do I put him in JV and make him do another year with 
fucking bad habits are bad habits are hard to break, bro. They are they're they're horrible to break. They're horrible to or break. Or do you not play him at all? Or does he not play at all? Just does he just train with you? No, I would I would still let him, the speed is the is the you problem want him to play. Yeah, the speed is the problem. You have to find somewhere that the speed of the game. People don't believe it. Parents don't believe it because you you see those same parents that from eight, nine, ten, eleven years old they're like, oh my baby's been a running back, but hey, your baby done got bigger and slower, and everybody else is blossom <laughs> yeah. now. You know what I mean? Now your baby should be a tight end or something. You know what I'm saying? And they don't believe that the speed has gotten faster. Um, I put Jordan in 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 high school because I believe 14 you go to high school. That's what I believe. Now, JV coaching, Jefferson didn't have JV. So I knew he's going to be on varsity, and he's got to deal with that speed. But I knew dealing with it his freshman year, struggling with it, will help him his sophomore, junior year. But help because he went straight to varsity, he got exposed to it, yeah. right? Yeah. And he was able to learn from it, adapt to it, train right. with it, and it, it helped him better off. Right. But in a traditional school, let's call it a let's call it a Steinbrenner. Okay. Right? Because Steinbrenner is a school that does have both and has has adequate numbers right. on both. Would you or even Wiregrass? Wiregrass, Wiregrass has had a undefeated JV team for the last nine years. What about Armwood? Armwood has their shit too. Armwood's have, but again, you're you gonna move to Armwood because you can't. I mean, it's gonna be hard to school choice. Yeah. In Armwood as a freshman. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, there's there's a couple of pockets here and there. Right, right. Or for little league, you can just go wherever you want. That's not. I mean, depending on the league, you decide to take them. <laughs> it's not see, address based. The, the thing with little league is the thing with little league is right. And and it's a different time, and I hate to say it. It like is. That. It's a different it fucking a different time, time from a coach like you, Juan. You know what I mean? Guys that knew the game, guys that are going to teach the game, and they're going to coach who they bring. Like, whoever comes here, we're going to coach these guys. We're going to show them the one tech, the three tech. Hey, this is a, a four eye. We're going to we're going to show you what – we're not going to call this, hey, he's a, he's, in, he's a defensive tackle. Like, no shit, but what, where the fuck is he? You know, but you have these guys now. Listen, bro, you have these guys now that are more concerned about the hype music walking into a football game mm-hmm. than you do the actual football game. They, they you got guys now that you have the drip. You're concerned with the drip and and the nicknames of their teams don't even represent their organizations <laughs> anymore. I have no idea. Listen, like, if I see another another AKA, oh my god, team name, bro, bro, I will my mind will blow. We got logos for kids with ski mask. Like, what are we doing? Like, what are we doing? We got look like I'm gonna give my son to this to this guy, who's putting a team as a ski mask as their freaking, their their team, like no man I'm I'm good on that I'm good that's why, I, I believe in in how can I say this the JV coach might not be great at the X and O's, but he's gonna have some form of, offense or defense. Well, it's a teacher. It's a teacher. Right or should right. be of high school, so like for instance like you say the Wiregrass right Wiregrass is JV has to simulate. Some not all of it, but but maybe a foundation. They do of what varsity they do. do right, and there might be they different do. variations that coaches put in there because all coaches put their little spell on everything. But there's still some basics that they do mm-hmm. right. The foundation of it is there. How they line up, what they call X Y Z, what dispositions, motions. Well, maybe you remember we did the same thing at Jefferson when we were there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the JV guy ran basically our system. Yep, he tweaked it. He so much his kind of personnel and his grouping. But at the end of the day, it was our verbiage. It was kind of our language. So exactly. kids, and that's how it should be, right? Your your JV, first of all, your youth should be a feeder yeah. to your high school. Absolutely. Right? Your JV should then be a feeder 
to your varsity team. So that way it's a continuous kind of cycle. You look at, uh, look, look at some of the, the great organizations, at least in Tampa, right? Okay. We'll, we'll, I mean, we'll call it what is Jesuit. Yeah. Jesuit has a freshman team mm-hmm. that has Bahucos, 50 kids. Yeah. On that freshman team, right? He's, but they also have a pretty darn good little team that's a feeder in mm-hmm. the Colts, West yeah. Chase, yeah. right? Those kids kind of go there. Yeah. And then you have Barkley and, and TC that are kind of the same, yeah. right? And you have Steinbrenner that's kind of the same from a public school perspective. Same thing with Armwood, right? Because yeah. all those kids that are out there and Brandon are kind of feeders in, into there. Right. I don't know. And we did it. We did it for a little bit. We partnered with, a, with two youth organizations in yeah. our day. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there's enough synergy mm-hmm. between high schools. Now, if you had a great relationship between the high school coach and a little league organization, bro, I completely agree with you. Eliminate 14U, there should be no need for it. Yeah. But that's how it should be. Yeah. However, everybody's chasing their own quote-unquote bag. Yeah, yeah. And they're in their narrow-minded mentality. Well, all, all these guys and think they're not they're, looking at the big picture. Yeah, all these guys think they're Facebook celebrities. And you know, and Absolutely. then and then when they get waxed by a team from Georgia, or waxed from a team, they from wonder Atlanta, why. They wonder, wonder why the refs didn't help us. The refs cheated us. It's like no, bro, refs. no, bro. They had nine people in the line of scrimmage. You had four. Like it's a math thing, bro. You don't know well, math. It's funny. It's funny because I've I've gotten into a couple of these debates, not debates, conversations. Yeah. And the simplest, I was like, hey, what is power? Could they couldn't tell you what what is power? Yeah. Oh, he down, down kick. Yeah. No. What, what is like, draw it up, explain it to me like I'm a five-year-old. Right. Can't right. do it. But I can yell, tackle somebody, block somebody all day, every day. All day. Especially, especially on a Saturday. Yeah. All day I can do this shit. This is easy. So, I, I don't I mean, know, man. I, I, I see your point. I think back in our day, I, I was probably more for yeah. the 14 years because I thought, when I looked at my peers in that varsity kind of age bracket, there's mm-hmm. a lot of respect. There's a lot of communication, a lot of dialogue between I mean, I used to talk to Juan. I used to talk to to Damon when he was over with the with the Ravens. Yep. I talked to a whole bunch of of coaches um about, hey, what are you doing? What are you trying? You know, learning from each other, this, that, and the other. And me as an AD, we used to teach our coaches. Yeah. We used to have a, you know, kind of a, a Bible. Okay, here's what power is. Here's what zone is. Here's what a 4-3 is. You know, here's your three. Take your one. Take your four. Right. So that way, you know, coaches, new guys come in. You know, they're volunteers. They want to learn the game like the kids do. Uh, you can teach them something. But I, I, that curriculum, that kind of passing it down doesn't really exist anymore. It's more about how many times can we transfer. I mean, I, I've, seen, I've seen and read about five kids between the months of May and now August, transfer five times. Oh, from I, one organization to the next, and that's mind that's, blown. That's mind what, fucking blown. That's why. That's what I'm saying. Like it, it like you're saying, feeds and that's the, out to high school. Right, 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 you right. Know what I mean, right, right, right. Yeah, and then it trans it translates into college. Yeah, what this? I was reading. I, I read this morning. This this Tuesday morning, there's a five star quarterback. Mm-hmm. That is going on his fourth high school. Fourth what is, high what school. Is, what is he searching for? And this dude has gone from this guy has traveled states. Yeah, he's gone. He's playing two Arizona schools, and he was going to transfer in the Arizona 
athletic association told him, yeah, you're going to be suspended for five games. He said, okay, I'm going to transfer to Georgia. Right. And dude's playing high school football in Georgia because he's going to Georgia for college. He's going to be Georgia Bulldogs. Mm. So he transferred some high school in Georgia to go play Buford. Actually, he's going to Buford. We know Buford. We played yeah, we play we play Buford. at Buford. You know, I, it's funny, man. I, I don't know, man. They, I don't know what they're chasing. I know youth football, like for, like I'm telling you, man. You go from that dad, um, which, by the way, if, if you're wearing sandals and coaching, you're not really coaching. <laughs> if your T-shirt is, is at your knees, it's not really coaching anymore. If your shorts are below your fucking ass, it's not coaching anymore. You're not showing any examples. That's that's my biggest thing is where am I going to put somebody with examples, structure, discipline? And, again, it's, I, I, a lot everybody worries about the wins and losses. I love winning. I, I'm, I'm, I've never said, oh, I don't want to win. I want to win. The only thing is I don't let it fucking ruin my character. I'm not going to let it What's the cost? What am I going to show my kid? You know what I mean? I don't. Rem- I, there hasn't been a game yet, and anybody can contest this at all. There hasn't been a game yet that I lost, and I just threw shit, got mad, blamed the refs, and slammed down and kicked things. A loss is a loss. If you know how to win, you should know how to lose, too. You know what I'm saying? That, and youth football doesn't have that but here. That's a problem, too. People don't know how to win. No, but they don't know how to win. <laughs> These motherfuckers been scratching off tickets so long and getting those, uh. <laughs> getting two cherries and a star for so long. They've been, they've been losing their whole life that they can't believe they won something. And then they act right. a goddamn donkey, and you're like, oh, yeah, this is this is the guy I want and my then, son and, to emulate? Fuck this. And the sad part, it wasn't even the coach said it's the reason why they won. Yeah, No shit. It's because you got fucking 12 kids that are 19 years old on your team. Oh, yeah. And, and they're fucking whatever. I just, I don't know. I, I, I always had that debate. I saw that debate, um, and, and I was like, yeah, well, I guess I guess I would, what would I have done with Jordan? But um, I believe if you're 14, you go to high school, man. Jordan played on a varsity on uh, for his last youth football team, uh, the Jags. He played on a varsity, but he was 13. So when he was 13, I was like, mm. he, he was 13, okay, so, turned 14. What, when did he turn 13? He turned 13 September, oh, Jesus Christ, all of their brothers, September 17th, September 17th. That's when okay, so what about, so what about a kid that turns 14 in July, or June 30th, before the cutoff? Listen, man, that kid, that kid's 15 by now. Like, you know what I mean? By the time the season comes around, it's fucking, it's season. It's over with. No, no, no. It's right before the season starts, literally. No, if you we're talking, if we're talking schematics one or two days, ah. nah, nah, nah. Send his ass up to high school. If he's in, if he's in deep in August, September, you know, October, legit. If you can, well, if you yeah, find the kids over then, yeah, the yeah. Over then. If you find a kid that's June thirtieth, June second, and you're like, oh, yeah, for like, the cutoff, man. The like, yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> like, like twelve of them. All of them were like July <laughs> birthday. It was great. Yeah. Well, I, I, again, hey, fun fact of the nine kids that I had. Yeah. That were fourteen years uh, of age, all of them were playing college football at some level, huh? At some level or not today? Actually, I had uh, had one that turned twenty one or yesterday or two days ago turned twenty one years old. Oh my god! He's at Bowling Green University, Jordan. Oh, the Dokin, you know Dokin, yeah, yeah. Yo, man, that's crazy, man. Twenty one already, and and I've known Jordan since he was six. Yeah, you remember when we had interviewed him here? Remember we interviewed Six him? years old, yeah, man. That's the kid's awesome. now 21 years old. His brother, God Super bless Bowl him, champion. Super Bowl the Chiefs. Yeah, <laughs> boy. Oh, that's so great. I want to see the ring. That's so cool. I, I, either that's way, man, I, 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 I wonder. I guess I the picture of it. I just, I think if you're 14 now, nowadays, you have to go up because these coaches don't know shit. And that's just me and my opinion. That. That's just me and my opinion. I agree. And I can agree. They might know, oh, the receiver line's up here. We're going to throw this. But it's, it's like <laughs> fucking talking to like, you know. 
talking to a five year old? Well, you know, I'm not. I'm not a guru. I would, I would put my five-year-old against some people. Like my son's, my son's five, <laughs> oh, and he's there and telling me what's going on in the baseball game. He, he, he yeah. is ecstatic. I, I'm not, and I'm not a guru. I'm life. not a guru by any chance. But I got spoiled having, first off, learning from you. You know what I'm saying? At the high school level, right? I got spoiled learning all things. I got spoiled with a guy named Brian Hollister. I got spoiled. Yeah. You know what Go. I mean? Like, hey, Brian's not not only going to tell you how to block it. He's going to tell you the the drills that you need to do to effect, effectively do that. You know what I mean? That's what they're not going to have at the youth level. They're in sandals and, and shit, and they're just banging away and doing tackling <laughs> drills, and then we're going to scrimmage for two hours, and then we're going to try tackling to go win drills. Get, yeah. yeah, okay. Just, Oklahoma's, you mean? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. To put, it, to, put, to put it on TikTok? Yeah, yeah, and they're going to put the fucking 6'4 <laughs> kid against the kid that's 4'6", and then, you know, yeah. make oohs and ah videos, you know, and hype videos. Dirty pads. Oh, Jesus. It's just, it's it's freaking hilarious here. But anyway, going on to uh, going off the rant, you know, whatever the case may be, and I hope the transfer portal changes for college. It's me too. I me hope too. it changes, man. It, it, it's killing football. I don't I don't care what nobody tells me. It's killing opportunities for the young kids. It's giving opportunities to the D2, JUCOs, NAI schools to get better quality athletes, but we're just missing out on those Those kids are missing out on, on time that they could be going to college. You know what I mean? Um, and nowadays, they're missing on money Oh, with the NIL stuff. I know, and that's the other freaking horrible side of fucking college football. It's everything changed, and I think it was everything changed to just attack Alabama. That's all it was. I think everything changed <laughs> <laughs> to ruin Nick Saban, and yet this man's still thriving, so God bless him. Uh, NFL-wise, man, I mean, we, you know, like I told, like I said in the beginning of the show, it's 37 more days. Um, I, I saw Aaron Rodgers firing back. Uh, I love it. Oh, my God. I, I don't know what it is about it, but it. I, I don't know, man. I, I've never – do you remember Aaron Rodgers ever coming out vocally like that? that vocal like that? No. Now, Aaron Rodgers has, has been known for saying some questionable stuff, right? Because, yeah. you know, during COVID and the vaccine and, yeah. you know, this and, and the other. Shit, was, yeah. 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 Um, but now, before – before we get into Aaron Rodgers and the Jets, okay, I'm gonna ask you one question because it's also we have a couple quarterbacks we're talking about today. Yeah, we got a few. Take away Aaron Rodgers, okay, Super Bowl ring. Yeah, is he a rich man version of Dak Prescott? That's all he is. He's a longevity of uh, Dak Prescott. Right? He's he's what Dak Prescott is. Cousins. Yeah, he's a Kirk Cousins, Dak Prescott, richer yeah. version. That's all. It is. He's made bahucos of money off of that one Super Bowl win in a weak, weak, yeah. weak NFC. It was super which weak. Been, that, been the case for years. Tom yeah. Brady changed teams and won it. It made it look easy. Made it look easy. Made it look easy. Um, I, I, uh, yeah, Aaron Rodgers to me. I mean, don't get me wrong. That's what we were talking about. You know, when we talked about him being a, a Hall of Famer. He's going to be remembered for for the Hail Marys. That's never right. really people's minds. He's remembered about throwing good footballs to, you know, Donald Driver and and uh, Jennings, Jennings and, and Devontae Adams. He's going to have those guys. He's going to he's going to have those guys. But again, take away those receivers. I know. I mean, I know he's working the bottom of the it's barrel. It's, that, that, that resume shady. is getting questionable and questionable. That Super Bowl ring is the only he has. He has all the pressure on him right now, in my mind. Like, everybody says, oh, there's no pressure on Aaron Rodgers. I don't believe that. Because everybody, like we were talking about, everybody believes the Jets' defense was, was you know, really, really good. Elite. Which they were. Elite. They were good. And they're like, all they needed was offense. That's all they need. They get offense, they're going to Super Bowl. And I'm like, this is still Aaron fucking Rodgers, guys. Like, he's very good during the season. And then when it comes playoff, you you don't know what you're going to get. He's, he's a Dak Prescott, baby. Right. And Aaron Rodgers hasn't seen some of these AFC teams 
You know, yeah, but just once he's a year, the big they, boys. Yeah, yeah. They call the AFCs the big boys. You got Burrow, Herbert, yeah. Mahomes. Yeah. You got some dudes though. Because Josh Allen. Listen to me. The the AFC and the NFC is almost like the NBA East. Yes, yeah, oh, for West, sure. Right, hundred percent correct. With 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 the AFC being the West, with the West being freaking AFC and the East being NFC. Like that, right. that's exactly what it is to me. Um, yeah. So I, I'm, and, and he was he was the version of the Boston Celtics. That's it. That's it. When he was on the on the East. Now yeah. he, he did the LeBron switch. Went from the Cavs <laughs> over to the to the West. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Should have never went over there. And and right, LeBron was like, oh, I should stay my happy behind over there because that would at least made him a couple more NBA Finals. Hey, like my chances there. Side note: since we did that, LeBron stays in Miami. Oh, he, 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 wins, overtakes he, Mike. Yes. he overtakes Mike. Yes. He overtakes Mike, and he becomes the yes. greatest basketball player ever. I agree with that, too. I agree with that, too. Just kills me. Anyway, but anyway, I, I, Aaron Rodgers' resume, it, it is shaky, man, because Joe Flacco had one Super Bowl, and this guy's going to go to the Hall of Fame just because he played with Ray Lewis. <laughs> That's And Ed Reed. And Ed Reed. He played with the most, the greatest defense ever assembled. Yeah, you know, well, one of one of the of one of I want yeah, no disrespect, no disrespect. Come on, now. but he played with a great defense. Ray got him there, and then you know he's going to be in the Hall of Fame just for, based off of that bullshit. Um, but here, I do here's, appreciate his comments. So going back to your original question, yeah, I, I love. I, do I, I like his comments. Aaron coming out here. I got the I got the the, you the clip. Well, oh, I, do, I got the clip. Here it goes. That someone who's accomplished a lot in the league is that insecure that they have to take another man down to set themselves up for some sort of easy fall if it doesn't go well for that team this year. thought it was way out of line and appropriate, and I think he needs to keep uh, my coach's names out of his mouth. They might... Or what, Aaron? <laughs> what what if you I, do about what it, What the fuck are you going to do? This is Bronco country. Let's ride. Let's like, ride. What are you, like, what are you, let's ride. What are you going to do, Aaron? Fuck out of here. Get out of here. You going to go in a dark room again? Shut the fuck up. Now, I will also say, mm-hmm. That wasn't his tone when uh, he was questioned a couple of years ago when he lost to the Bucks no, about him having a wide open lane yeah. or going for it on fourth down and they kicked the field goal. And he was like, oh, that's not, that wasn't my decision. That was a coach's decision. Yeah, he buried that motherfucker, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He buried him quick. Like, that wasn't me. <laughs> that, that started the whole, I want to get out of Green Bay thing. Yes, it did. Yeah. Yes, it did. Yeah, yeah. So, he, I mean, I get it. He's trying to build some rapport to the New York media. Send a third. Um, it is now thinking about what did happen though. Why did Champagne have to do that? That's a great question. What do you think is the underlying reason there? I don't know because Sean Champagne never seemed to me like a guy that would do something like that, like throw somebody under the bus. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Do you think it's his way of kind of you know motivating his team a little bit? I mean, that's a good thinking, question. Right, Champagne. He's an accomplished guy, so yeah. it's not like he's. Doing this hoorah stuff for no reason. Mm-hmm. So why? I don't know. I mean, for him to, I don't know. Do you think it? Do you think he he just wanted people not to to feel like it was his fault? I mean, I think I think for sure he was presetting a bad season in advance. Mm-hmm. Saying, hey, listen, I got a whole lot of shit to clean up. Mm-hmm. It wasn't my fault. It was a dude that was here before. They sucked. They did some bad stuff. I ain't going to be able to fix it in a year. Basically, what he's saying is, I ain't going to be able to fix this in a year. Yeah, the, and he, he, well, one, yeah, he, he, that's exactly what he's saying. But I, he 
Payne, Sean Payne said there was 20 dirty hands for everything to happen in Hackett's 11 months on the job in Denver. Like, what does that fucking mean? 20 dirty hands? All the hands? coaches. There's 20 coaches on staff. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. 20 dirty hands. So he's bashing the coaches for, whole, for what happened in Denver. All of them. Yeah. All of them. So it's like, fuck. And God bless Aaron. You know, he, he's stepping up for his his coach, and he's he's, he's right. It's unprofessional. I, I never, I, I don't know. I only like it when Bill Belichick speaks his mind. Because you never know what the fuck he's thinking. You know what I mean? <laughs> and even uh, when he does, you're like, is this a puzzle? Yeah. yeah. Like, what, it's a riddle. What is he, what what is he going is he to saying? this? Yeah, yeah. Don't really know. Mike McDaniel for the Dolphins is the only other guy that is just waiting. <laughs> but he's, I like listening to him talk. Listen to me. That coach, that coach is, he's taking edibles. That motherfucker's on <laughs> Ritalin or something. Like he, you don't know what he's, every time he goes up to podium, I, I just feel like he's going to come and go like, I am Batman. Like What? You what did he just say? Gonna say? You have no day idea what he's going to tell the media, man. So he scares me a little bit. But it, Sean Payton speaking out like he did, blaming the coaches in Denver for what happened in Denver. I think it's more rallying the fans back to to be excited. Maybe he's doing it for ticket sales. Like, look, don't blame what happened. You know, don't this ain't the same team. And give me some time to fix the shit that these guys did. Yeah, he needs some time. Yeah, that's what he's saying. Which, by the way, did you see uh, Hamler's being released? Who? By the Broncos? No. His the, the receiver. He's no, the, the number two, number three. I mean, Judy. You got Judy and Court and Sutton. Yeah, yeah. But Hamlin was that number three kind of speed demon guy. Really, is being released from the team for a non-football injury. Some of that uh, same stuff. Uh, they were about to get JT on. Doesn't doesn't that I mean? It wasn't. I wasn't for like a heart issue. I think it was like no, 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 no. Hamler, I don't think so. For treatment of a heart issue, I think it was, wasn't it? <laughs> I think, and yeah, so I remember seeing someone on Instagram about him. What did he say? It was diagnosed like a mild heart irritation or something like that. But uh, they don't know what it's from. They don't know what, what happens. And that's Probably so the same phantom injury that uh, JT's being blamed with now. You saw, yeah. you saw JT. Right? He, he, requested, he requested a trade, right? He requested yeah. a trade. Ursae goes crazy and says some stupid shit on yes. Instagram. <laughs> right? Uh, if I die and he dies, no one's going to remember us. Yeah. What, what are you what? talking about? We what just want to know why JT wants to leave, some, man. It's some dark stuff right there, dude. Like, <laughs> okay. Is, is it not? Is, right. it, is so it just a die, year? Are you planning on committing suicide <laughs> and taking him with you? Like, like Yo. if I'm JT, I'm like, yeah, I need to bounce. I can't fucking My pay this guy. Pow. Is in danger. Yeah. But other than that, JT requests a trade. Yep. Ursa says, yeah, it's not going to happen. Not today, not in October, not no, never. Yeah. Verbatim. And then they're like, you know what? We just ain't even going to pay. We're going to put you on the non-football injury list because you complained you had a back, back injury, injury before you came into camp. And then fucking Zach and Moss JT goes comes down. out yesterday and says, no back injury, never report nothing, check your sources. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. How does this end? That's, that's the owners and them trying to control the narrative. He's not reporting to camp. Well, it's because it's a back injury. Jonathan Taylor's like, nope, I was no, at home. Back, nope. Back's good. And, back's fine. and sadly enough, you were telling me before the show yesterday that uh, Zach Moss got hurt. Zach Moss. The backup running backs. So yeah. the, guy that, the guy that had hope of being the guy in, in Indianapolis with Anthony Richardson broke his forearm at practice, man, which is freaking hilarious considering what's going on with JT now. Now that JT doesn't want to be there, you got your running back that's out. Now you have to deal with him. What what do you as 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 Ursay was talking and bullshitting, what do you do now? Like, now that you have the Zach Moss that, that got hurt, you gotta pay JT. You gotta you deal with to. what he wants. You got to deal with it. If you don't, then you're you're out of running back. You're just gonna put the whole thing on Anthony Richardson. 
That's not fair. Oh, a rookie quarterback? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Ursay, man. He he just and I know Pat McAfee. I watched the Pat McAfee show. I'm, I'm favorite. I love watching his reaction about everything that's going on is like, what the like you finally have pieces in front of you offensively that like okay right and now you fucking it up and now we can now you're messing this shit up. I what mean, again, doing? Pat McAfee is a little biased. He is a cult guy. Absolutely, right. I get so it. So you know, I get he it. Is, but he's waiting for weapons to be built though. After the sheriff loft, that, that was it. Does JT play Week One? Ah, that's a great With question. The Colts? I don't know. We just talked about it our last podcast. We just talked about it the last podcast about how the running back position is undervalued. Or feels like it's undervalued. By these guys, whatever the case may be. And now you have JT, who, in my opinion, I love watching Jonathan Taylor run the football. Vision, acceleration, deceleration, uh, even when he picks up blocks. You know what I mean? Like, I love watching JT. So now he's going to sit out. Barkley sat out. He's like, what are we doing to the running backs? Dalvin Cook is still a free agent. Yeah. <laughs> Dalvin has Josh not reported. Jacobs doesn't want to come back. And listen, if Dalvin reports to New York, Jesus is going to have to come down to help other football teams. <laughs> I was I didn't think Aaron could do it by himself. I never thought he could. They do have a they do have a good running back with Bruce. Uh, and Brees Hall. Yep. Brees Hall is Bruce. a young stuff. He's coming off an ACL injury. So they need something. Dalvin goes in there. That's crazy. That's crazy. And then I just cuss out my Miami Dolphins and take a pin to the needle of our owner. <laughs> well, but I mean, you guys have the fastest team ever recorded on a roster. Yeah, we, could, we could be faster. We could be fast. Tua can only throw it so far. You saw, I, I, I was watching clips of Tua under-throwing uh, <laughs> Tyree Killigan. I saw clips of Tua, and they're making fun of his freaking tattoo. About why, That's why he's now not being able to throw the football. Oh, my God. Tattoo got him. Oh, my God. Lost some more strength. It's, it's terrible. But with quarterbacks, you're, you're bucks, man. Let's, let's talk about them. Oh, boy. You know what I mean? We're in the, we're in the, in the conversation of quarterbacks. Like, what do you guys do? What what's the what's the comp, like is there a competition going on is there really or do you flip a coin from, at the beginning of camp so listen from from and I'm going to practice this week oh that's right yeah yeah so I know you love doing it I will it. be yeah. going to practice this week yeah take some videos and this weekend mm -hmm. so I will report back do you think the Bucks are ready for in you depth analysis that's what I was gonna say do you think the Bucks are ready for you <laughs> your fucking not, notepad not, your drone that you're gonna have flying over the fucking huddle oh, yeah yeah recording recording plays and everything yeah. Um, so the easiest thing to do is to name Baker, the starter. You signed him for a reason from a off the field standpoint. He's looks, he's sounded like the leader. Yeah. However, since they've been on the field, Trask has been keeping up with Baker. Really? From a, from a throwing perspective, from a decision-making perspective, from a command of the offense perspective. To me, if you walk in to week one and there's no difference between Baker and Trask, you start Trask. And why is that? He's younger. He's younger. He has bigger, more upside, right? Baker's going to be 29 years old. Right. So if you're telling me there's no difference between a 29-year-old and a 22-year-old, <laughs> and the guy's been in the league seven years yes. already, the, let the young and you're telling me that Trask is the same, then yeah. you start the younger guy because his upside's got to be, the ceiling's got to be higher. Right. Yeah, that's very and then you got Baker as a backup for a year, and then he, you know, goes do the thing the following year. But if Baker does have this big arm and he can, you know, kind of take it from Trash and then power to him. Uh, but I, if they named Kyle Trash a starter, I would not be surprised. 
You think he's you think he's ready to to lead though? Is that what you really think? He sat behind Tom Brady for two years. Yeah, that doesn't mean anything. That's valuable. No, but it's valuable. So did Garoppolo. You know, that... <laughs> so did Brian Hoyer. Hey, Garoppolo is still starting for the for the for Raiders. Raiders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. And the dude was took took uh, the 49ers NFC Championship game. I don't know. That, that's true. That's very 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 true. That's true. I, I'm I'm over there. And Brian Hoyer only got a job because Tom Brady got hurt. Mm-hmm. That's very true. I just think I, I mean I wonder what your offense is going to come out looking like. That's what I really wonder with the difference. Do you become more conservative? Do you guys become more? I think still, more balanced. Still slaying the ball. I think you know, become more balanced. The only guy I'm worried about is Mike Evans on your team. I still hope no, he gets he, his thousand. No, you never Godwin. Yeah, I hope he gets his thousand. You never about God. Godwin, middle of the field, has done really well. Russell Gage has looked well. The The guy that I think will shock some heads mm-hmm. for the Bucks this year is uh, Troy Palmer. Really? He's a rookie receiver. Dude has some wheels to him. Was a four-two-four kind of guy in a combine. Like he's got legit wheels, and Baker's got an arm. I mean, the one thing Baker's known for is he's got an arm. Um, the Bucks has never really had a deep threat. We try to use Scotty Miller that way, mm-hmm. but never really panned out because he couldn't catch. Mm-hmm. We'll see how how Palmer does, and then uh, I like Kate Otten playing tight end. Really, he's doing his best uh, Gronk replacement impersonation. I thought he did well. Last year with, with Tom. So we'll see. But you know what? The underdog guy, I think, is Rashad White. You think he's going to Running back. He yeah. replaces Fournette. He's uh, Le'Veon Bell-ish, the way he reads the line, the way he's yeah. very patient. Yeah. Uh, I think he has a big, big year. O-line is technically better than it was a year before. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I, I like uh, I like Rashad White. I, I do. I like how he runs the football. I thought he was way better than the other two running backs up there. I agree. Uh, so I'm interested to see what you guys do, man. The other thing, the last thing I want to talk to you about is uh, Terrence Crawford versus Earl Spence, man. Ooh, the fight. Listen to me, man. I haven't, it's very rare in boxing, especially because it's, it's hard to get excited about boxing anymore. UFC, in my mind, has taken over anything about fights. You know what I mean? Anytime you want to hear, Agreed. you know what I mean? It, Agreed. It, it's not like when, and I hate to sound old. God, I hate to sound this fucking way. But I used to watch every single Roy Jones Jr. fight. Yep. I watched every single one of them. I love watching Roy Jones Jr. fight. I watched heavyweight fights when Lennox Lewis was, was fighting, when Vander Holyfield came back uh, and did it, when fucking George Foreman, for whatever reason, needed to make more money, and he came back to fight a little <laughs> bit. You know what I mean? Watching Tyson knock around heads, man. Uh, Klitschko. I mean, it, it was boxing was very, very exciting to watch. Oscar De La Hoya, Mayweather. It was very, very, very exciting to watch at that time. And then it kind of went fighting-wise, down, but I don't think it went down because there was less quality fighters. I just think it was more exciting to watch somebody knee somebody in the face and a flying knee kick Yeah, yeah. than yeah. sit there and watch people hit and get numbers. You know, you, you these guys aren't real brawl boxers. They're just brawlers. Um, right. Jiu-jitsu came yeah, the, the, the art of the technician yeah. in boxing, kind of, you know, the love for that kind of disappeared and became more about the 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 thrill. Yeah. Excitement of MMA, bo- MMA the, boxing. The oohs and ahs. One thing that Mayweather right. gets criticized for is that, you know, he doesn't knock anybody out anymore. I mean, yeah, but if I can beat you, if I can throw 200 punches, land 150 of them to your 10, what the fuck, I'm going to save myself, win, and make some more money. You know what I mean? That's just a smart way of boxing. Longevity. Yeah, he, he did it the right way. Um, but everybody wants to see knockouts, so UFC took that. This fight, though, coming into it, Terrence Crawford it had, was 39-0. 
with 33 knockouts. Both fighters were undefeated, right? Both of them were undefeated. Young man Earl Spence was uh, 25 and 0, 26 and 0. Um, but Crawford, in his last 10 fights defending his belt, all finished in knockouts. Damn. Yeah. All finished. That's at, impressive. That's pretty fucking spectacular and need to be taken into consideration. <laughs> like, um, I think Am Spence. Am I going to be number 11? <laughs> yeah. Like, what do I need to do? Spence to me, bro, to be honest with you, Spence to me was, I think, a very young, inexperienced fighter. You know what I'm saying? Mom was too big for him? Well, I just think everybody, ha- it's what Mike Tyson says. Everybody has a plan. Yeah, you plan to get knocked You get punched out. in the fucking face and you're on your ass. Yeah. I mean, Earl Spence got knocked down in the second round. I mean, people that thought. I think it was over there. I think at that point. Oh, oh yeah. Mentally, he was like, this is over. Listen to me. Every time Crawford, Crawford came moved, out of the. I got him. Oh, <laughs> listen to me. And when he knocked him down, it wasn't like a right lead, upper hook, uh, uh, overhand. No, no, no. He fucking jabbed him. He, he, he's a. This is the beautiful thing about Terrence Crawford. Maybe you don't know. Some of the people don't know listening. Crawford can fight both orthodox and southpaw. He can fight left. So explain that for the people that may not know okay. what that means. Southpaw means that he keeps his left hand back behind him, right hand's in front of him, and he leads with his right hand. That's southpaw. Orthodox means it's traditional, which means more fighters that are right-handed keep their right hand back, left hand forward, and you gotcha. jab with left and go right. power comes from the right. Right. And then opposite southpaw, the power comes from the left. Correct. He can go into whatever stance you want to fight It don't today. matter. It, it doesn't matter. And he's going to give you equal power. So when he knocked this dude down, he threw a nice power jab with his, I'm sorry, power jab with his right hand. A nice little power jab. And it was a counter for whatever reason. I don't know who watched tape, but who knew who told Errol Spence? They told Errol Spence to keep hitting him at the body. So in order to hit the body, George. You got to leave yourself open. You, yeah. You got to lean down and leave that jab open for what? And he kept doing it. And, I'm, and all Crawford do would, he'd let the jab come in because he's had abs. And apparently when you have abs, it doesn't <laughs> hurt okay. anymore. doesn't hurt anymore. I can take this. I don't have abs. You hit me. I'm going to throw up. But you and I both. Yeah, we're going to fucking vomit for three days. I'm going to piss blood. But this guy. Probably going to ER. Exactly. He has a 12-pack compiled with armor plates on his side. I'm drinking a 12-pack. Yeah, right. Exactly. I'm drinking <laughs> I'm drinking fucking 17 ounces of sweet tea is what I'm fucking doing. But this guy, he, he when he let in there, he just let him come in. And all he did was, boom, overhand left, and then jabbed him with the right and knocks him down. He was just catching him every just single time. Every single time. Dominated the whole fight. The only thing, and I don't want to, and I'm just allegedly speculating this. I'm just, this is just no inside sources here. No inside. Just me and you talking here. I have never led a really good background when I was a kid. Okay. I've seen some things that children shouldn't see at that age. Right. Okay. I've seen drug dealers. I've seen people smoking crack on the street in Miami. I've seen people high as shit that their eyeballs look like sharks. Like they're just (laughs) spaced out. Earl Spence walking out and standing in that ring and not like you. We've all seen matches. People bounce around. They, ah, they yeah, walk. they're trying. To, they're 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 flipping the switch. Hey man, hey, it looked like the engine was on, and nobody was behind the wheel. Oh, you think you think he was under an influence? Oh my god, bro! If he wasn't, then he was just so captivated by what the fuck was going on 
I don't moment think was too big for him. It was either the moment was too big for him, or he was under something. Listen, man, because I saw I saw the walk up video. Oh my god! And he looked, he looked like like he was suspect. Right? He wasn't there. Like like, he wasn't there. Right. And then you look at Terrence Crawford. Oh, that dude looked. I mean, first of all, first of all, first of all, again, you know, we talked about this earlier, beginning of the podcast about you know. Little League and the and the and the ski mask and yeah. the drip and this yeah. and the other, it showed up in this boxing match. <laughs> it really did, yeah. First dude showed up with this mafia crowd and yeah. he was high as shit. Looked like looked like yeah. It looked like he was locked in at all. Right, he got his fucking ass whooped. Yeah, yeah. The dude, the other guy, comes out first of all, came out by himself. <laughs> Nobody there had Eminem with him. First mm-hmm. of all. Eminem coming out. I mean, I mean, that's a pretty big deal. Yeah, yeah. You but can't again, lose. You can't lose. But again, the guy, the guy's look, his demeanor was like, I'm gonna fuck some shit up. Yeah, man. Like you knew. Like you watch him and you look at him and like, huh, I'm not gonna get in that guy's way. Right. That guy, I avoid. That guy goes left. I'm going right. Exactly. Not gonna walk in the same way. I don't want those kind of trouble. I'm trying to see tomorrow. I I, I agree with you, man. He he looks so locked in, and every time you know it's a you know you're a good boxer. When the other one is throwing punches at you and you're not blinking. It don't even matter. It you're not even matter. you're just fucking moving your head left and right, moving it's around. Like, you remember the Matrix? Exactly. That, 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 that episode, Perfect. that scene where the bullets are coming at him and he's just dodging them and moving his body around. Yeah. It's almost like that's what we're witnessing. Yeah. The dude was playing, was boxing in slow motion. Oh my god. And gosh. I say playing because it almost like he was playing with him. Listen to me. The entire match. When he knocked him down. He looked bored. Terrence Crawford went over to the ring and started talking shit to people <laughs> in, in the crowd about I'm gonna be look what I'm gonna do to him because the day before at the press conference I saw I remember I, I watched he, that he's press talking conference. shit some guy was mad at him or whatever Crawford and Crawford's like yo you need to calm down this is boxing we're just look you need to calm down just go oh you want talking that shit you don't think that plays a factor oh yeah like you don't like if I'm Earl Spence and you were that guy. Right, George, you're the guy in the in the audience talking shit to the guy that I'm supposed to fight. If I get an ass whooping like Errol Spence is, I'm coming at you like, <laughs> you got to talk on fucking Superman's cape? Shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> so imagine, and I go back to the the MJ documentary. You remember yeah. MJ staring at that iPad just laughing and giggling mm-hmm. all the time because somebody else would say some stupid shit about MJ. That I had him on lock and had him yeah. this. Like, and what, they never said it to him. They said it to a teammate, but somehow he heard it from a third cousin's brother's sister, yeah. fiance's dog that said it to him. Yeah. And he's like, that's all I need to know. That's yeah. it. And then he says, from I, that point forward, he was dead to me. Yeah, yeah. And his, his famous words, <laughs> I took it personally. <laughs> like, and that was it. it. Yeah, yeah. And yep, that yep. was it. Yeah, that guy. I it, don't know. It was, to me, to me, it was, it was, I was excited. I was actually excited to watch the boxing match, man. It was, it was really, really good to see boxing like it is. And I, and Crawford's on his, on his, on his end of his, on the end of his career now almost. He's 40 he's and 0. He's on the side of it now, right? Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, what else is left for him to do? I don't know. He's undisputed in two different uh, um, divisions. Weight categories? Yeah. yeah. Undisputed. That means I've beat everybody's ass. You can't, up or down, what do you want to do? Yeah, what do you want to do? <laughs> and the fact that he can fluctuate his weight to oh, compete them both. And still have power. And still, because, you know, some guys when they go down, they lose a little bit of power. Yeah. That's impressive. My son goes, my son picks Terrence Crawford to win because I like doing the little betting app, right? And and mine is underdog. I like doing underdog. And I like betting a little bit, a little 20, a little 10s here, right? Nothing, yeah, yeah, a little chump change. A little chump change, a little gas money, nothing crazy. I won 200. 
not because you choose a fighter, you choose how many punches, right? So my son tells me, he goes, you got to pick this guy, Dad. And it's Terrence Crawford. I was going to pick him anyway. I was like, oh, yeah, what do you think? And I just want to get his input. You know what he, Jaden comes in and tells me, he goes, that's the guy from Creed 3. <laughs> Bet on him. <laughs> he said, I recognize that I dude. recognize this dude. And if you're in making movies. Creed 3, that dude was a badass. Well, and he definitely got to pick him, Dad. He was, yeah, that's what he, he was the trainer of Creed. So yeah, he's training and doing all, and then my son recognized him and was like, He's like, that's it. I'm Fuck. sold. That's I'm sold. That's I saw what he did with Creed. I saw this is <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking movie, but I saw what he made this guy look like. Yo, I'm, it's a done deal. It's a done deal. It's a guaranteed done. Yo, it was freaking hilarious. But it was a good fight, man. I, I look forward to seeing who else he fights. Earl Spence will bounce back. He'll the kid will learn from it. Um supposedly Ryan Garcia's called him out. Ryan Garcia's the one that lost the tank. Um that body shot that was heard around the world. You know, that looked like something out of anime. <laughs> Um, kind of like an earthquake. Yeah, look like Goku just I'm going supersonic. But yeah, yeah, right. You okay? so uh, uh, hopefully it gets better, man. Football's around the corner, we, I'm, and we're gonna keep touch. I'm I have coaches that want to come on here. They just can't do it later. Oh, bring them. Yeah, I, I want to talk them. to some of them. Um, I won't mention who, but I want to talk to them and and, and discuss bring about them. them. Yeah, about this 14U stuff. And and again. We're going to probably do more frequent podcasts here. Probably won't just be one or two days because when I get these guys and they're available, I'm going to jump all over. Just jump on and do yeah, it. Yeah, I got jump so many questions to ask, man. So, um, But that's all the time we got, man. I appreciate everybody that listened. Hit us up on email, ontheclock20 at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, ontheclock20. Go join our Facebook group, OTC Sports, on the Clocks Radio. Listen, love you guys. Take care of each other. Don't do anything crazy. Listen, school's around the corner. You parents just... It's almost over. The kids are almost out the house to go back to school to deal with some teacher for eight hours. God bless you, teachers, for dealing with my kids. I tell you what, God bless you, because I, I only got a solid four in me. And those four, we three of them were doing sports. So I'm out of here, George. I'll holler at you, man. listening to on the clock radio we hope you enjoyed the show we know we had a blast make sure to like rate and review the show and we'll be back soon but make sure to follow us on instagram and facebook at on the clock radio y'all be cool see you next time